This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hey guys, so you've probably seen me wearing my Blue Blocks glasses so many times if you're following me on social media, and you've seen me talk about it so many times on here, but I wanted to explain a little bit more about what they are and why I love them. These are blue light glasses, and if you don't know what blue light glasses are, these beauties filter the harmful artificial blue light from your digital devices and save from your sore eyes and headaches after scrolling through your phone, watching TV, or working on your laptop. Let's be real, most of us are at home and we're on our screens constantly. And so these glasses are just such a necessity right now. Forget so fashionable and chic. These are from Blue Blocks, like I said, the ones that I wear all the time. And in my opinion, are the best on the market. They are the best option. I have done so much studying on the different types of Blue Blocks glasses and I am obsessed with Blue Blocks. And like I said, they're super stylish too. And they're available in non-prescription, and prescription and readers. So there's a frame literally for everybody. So you guys should check it out, especially right now during the holiday season. Allie Levine 15, all caps, Allie, A-L-I, Levine, L-E-V-I-N-E, 15 for 15% off. So if you're still shopping, think about this amazing wellness gift. We're all going to be at home and on our screens on Zoom. You're going to feel good and look good in your blue box. So again, use my code, Allie Levine 15, that's A-L-I-L-E-V-I-N-E, all caps, and the number 15. Thanks for listening. Hi, loves. I'm so excited for today's show. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm Allie Levine, and I have the incredible Paul Fishman on my show today. If you don't know Paul, he is just such a light and truly like a love. He has become a friend of mine. He is just an incredible activist, person, public figure, you know, I can say so many good things. Paul is a self-love coach and a you-do-you activist on a mission to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally, starting from within. Through his coaching program, The Self-Love Diet, and his top 100 podcast, The Road to Self-Love, Paul has impacted the lives of thousands of humans across the globe. And I have to say, you know, for anyone that doesn't know Paul, Paul is someone who truly, like, he just helps you open up, myself included, to like really go inward and figure out like what is it in your life that you are missing with that self-love or what is it that you are lacking? And so I told him, I had him on my show for those that know he was on before, uh, IRL, before the pandemic in person. And so today I told him, I have to have you back remote because your story is just so beautiful. I think it's so needed right now. So Paul, welcome to Everything with Ali Levine. Oh, thank you so much. It feels like everything being back <laughs> with you again. Yes, I know. For those, like I said, that, you know, I uh, didn't listen. Paul and I connected, what was it, almost like a year ago now? Yeah, it's been, it's, I, yeah, I think Something so. Like that. Yeah, crazy. Um, and so, you know, I reached out to him to come on my show back then. And it was, of course, like I said, IRL. And we sat down and we got into like, all things truly motherhood and postpartum depression, what I learned about my own self-love. You know, he shared so much of his journey. And so I'll link that for you guys here, of course. But for those that already heard it and, you know, get to now get a second piece of Paul and his self-love. Paul, why don't you just tell us, you know, for those that know or don't know you, like what is self-love to you and why are you such a, you know, self-love activist and you do you activist because you truly like you're not someone who just says self-love you truly practice what you preach and you're loud about it and that's what I love about you <laughs> oh you know Ali I couldn't be any other way this is really what got me into this idea of self-love and really unpacking it because it, it it's a big thing and self-love you know a lot of people are shook by this definition Definition, and it's really like the definition of the two words that it's made up of put together and self is the individual or individuality and love is devotion. So 
when we are in a space of self-love, we are truly devoted to our individuality. Because the reality is, is that you, Ali, or myself, Paul, or anyone who's listening, we are all individuals. There is no one else like us in this world, on this planet. And for us to ignore that fact and to not tap into the beauty that is our own individuality is not only a disservice to ourselves, but it's a disservice to humanity because the gifts that we were given as we entered on into this world are the ones that we were meant to share. And those are uniquely intertwined with our individuality. Oh my gosh, that's so beautifully said. And, you know, I just think it's so important to like really, you know, talk about that because I think that so many times, right, like society, social media, like everything on the outside tells us to be everything that we're not and everything that like isn't us. And I think like even myself, I didn't truly realize that until I became a mom and I had like such an oh shit moment of like, I can't be this person of Allie that I've been displaying for all these years that I guess really wasn't truly my authentic self anyways. And I wasn't even aware of that until I became a mom with the postpartum depression and all these things. And then finally came back to self, came back to source and who I was and realized like, wow, I really was lacking that self-love. And, you know, I, and I look around and I think, you know, I had all the love in the world around me. So for me, I was blessed in that, but for whatever reason, I let society and everything else dictate that for me. Mm, yeah. I mean, what a beautiful reckoning and realization to, to really understand. And a lot of people struggle with this, myself included, because basically what I'm saying and what you just kind of mirrored is that self-love is going against society. It's going against what everyone else is doing and being your own individual self. And for a lot of people, that's scary. And it's interesting because I just finished working with a client today and she is going through a very tumultuous time in her relationship. And when we started, she came to me and she said, Paul, I'm struggling in my marriage because my partner comes to me and he says, I want to make you happy and I don't know how to. And she's crying on the phone and she says, I don't know how to make me happy because I'm not happy. And I don't know what happiness is. I've been chasing it and I've got, you know, the job and the family and the friends and the house and all these things that society tells me I need to be happy. And I'm still sitting here unhappy. And this is the story and the message that I get every single day DM'd in my inbox on Instagram or people messaging me to join my programs. It's that they're exhausted, exhausted from trying to keep up with the Joneses, keep up with the people in their life who are telling them who they're supposed to be. And the reality is, is that nobody knows who you're supposed to be except you. And this is the, the tough truth to swallow because Ultimately, you are in complete control of your happiness, your destiny, your, your life. And a lot of us don't want to take on that pressure because it's a lot of pressure to take full responsibility for your life. And this is the thing that over the course of the work that I've been doing, especially with this client that today was her last day, she realized she took responsibility and through the journey that she's been on with her husband and her family, she realized that the only thing that was keeping happiness from her was her not speaking up for herself. And it wasn't always easy. And, it ha and it's not always going to be easy to speak your truth. But I can just really, really support anyone who's listening to know that you are safe in your truth because it is yours. Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, I, you just like struck such a chord with me because I've been telling my husband and a couple other people I'm close to, like, I've really learned during this pandemic and so much of 2020 that like my truth is my truth and no one can take that away from me. And even if they don't agree with my truth, it's my truth. And, you know, and, and I love that you just said that because it is so true that your own truths also tie in with your own self-love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, the, talking about 
truth and what is our truth and and it really falls into this idea of authentically being you and owning your authenticity and and being the most factual based human in your life and you know we could go down the rabbit hole of talking about everything that's going on right now and all the different views and 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 we're not going to do that today and that's really something that i would want to encourage you to do your own work on because it's easy to say but paul but Allie, what about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? And whatever's coming up for you right now, I, I really would challenge you to consider why that matters, like why that one specific thing matters when it comes to defining yourself as a factual human being. Because if we wake up and we look in the mirror and we make a list of all of the things that represent us, more often than not, most people define themselves by external things. And a, and a lot of these arguments that we're having online are about external things. And I wanna bring it back within, right? That's my mission, to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally, starting from within. Because if you can't love yourself, there's no way you're gonna be able to love someone else who might not look, act, be, believe the same things that you do. And, and that is, is where it starts and begins. It begins with you realizing that it's okay that other people don't believe what you believe. It's okay that other people don't look the same way that you look. It's okay that people disagree with how you live your life. The real question is, how do you feel about the way you look, the way you live your life, the things you believe? Because a lot of times we fall into this trap where we are just believing, looking, and feeling the way that we are to impress and fit in with other people. And that is where self-love gets lost. And that's where it gets really muddy. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you're right. And it's like, it's so true. Like again, going back to society, like society tells you certain things in a way it kind of becomes like brainwashing because it's told to you constantly it's shown to you constantly and all of a sudden like you said you fall into this place where you're like oh well then that must be my truth but you're not really aware that you took on a truth instead of actually diving into your own truth mm -hmm. and i mean that really is like the million dollar question how do we do that and and i'm still on that journey ali because like as a human being we are social we have other people in our life even if we have been separated from them for a while and not as able to be in as much community as we would love because that's the real thing that's missing from our life is community the support of understanding and knowing other people and having a collective just embrace of every single human on this planet that is what we are missing and that again uh, much to some people's disbelief is where self-love comes in. Because if I'm sitting here and I'm saying, my name is Paul Fishman, I love myself fully for who I am, what I believe, and I can now look at you, Allie, or, or any of my friends, my family, my, my husband, and say, I love you for you because you are unapologetically yourself that is where magic happens that's where unity happens that's where we start to collectively heal yes oh my gosh i just got chills when you said that about unapologetically you and and looking at someone and saying like i love you know you because you're you and i think that that's so true and there's such a disconnect i think even within families and friends it's like again you can have your differences you can have things you know look different to you or have a different perspective but as long as someone is actually being themselves you know that's where really you know you get to love them because they're loving themselves and hearing my daughter cooing right now is making me laugh because you know our babies come into this world like that they come in with that full self-love they come in you know from whatever you believe you know universe god whatever it may be that you know they are from the other side and they all they know is that purity and self-love and when i see my girls and the way they act and like my daughter amelia said to me yesterday i was like oh babe what are you doing and she looked at me and she goes mama i'm happy and i literally got choked up and like started crying and i'm like oh my gosh why am i crying my husband's like why are you crying and i'm like Justin, she is just so pure and she knows she's happy and she's genuinely happy. And somewhere along the way, we lose that.
Mm-hmm. And then for you, like, you know, you, like you, why you have become such an activist and everything you've done with self-love, like you recognize that and not only beautifully recognize that and turn that into your own, you know, story and journey, but now have turned into a program and as well as actual coaching and mentoring to help others find why they lost themselves too. Yeah. And see, the thing is, is that we get really caught up in blaming ourselves for all of the the wrongdoings that we've gone through in our lives and and also blaming a lot of other people and i'd really love to use this example that you just shared of your daughter and and that purity that somewhere along the lines gets lost and it's interesting to think about because really my experience as a child of two parents who are just doing the best that they can with what they were given and and going through life with them as as my leaders and now as you know my i view my parents as my peers because now we get to have adult conversations and i don't rely on them for anything other than you know the the love that parents can give it the thing about it is like parents are just trying to protect their children from being hurt from from losing that happiness that joy and and sometimes it we just take it too far we just take it too far and and it's 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 easy to get caught up in like oh my gosh am i going to be the one who takes that that happiness and joy away from my daughter well maybe and also that's just the human experience so you know because a lot of my clients are moms and a lot of them get lost in the guilt and the shame of motherhood because you want to do it perfect you want your kids to have a better life than you did and this is like the story that i hear across the board um once again if you do not resonate or relate to the story know that you are not alone like this is just from my understanding of the collective of women that i have worked with so give yourself a little bit of grace the the human experience is tough and and when we're able to take full responsibility for what we're doing at a place of growth instead of a place of grief and shame oh that that's really when liberation can happen oh my gosh yes i love that you just said it out of, of you know of that shame to actually being able to see like that you know like you said we're on our own journeys and we all have different experiences and you know I love that you said that about our parents too because it's so true like and same for my husband and I like Justin and I say all the time like we're trying to be very mindful parents we're trying to be very present and aware of you know things that maybe our parents were aware of just because the world was different and so you know we're trying to really be those types of parents but at the same time like I've had to even say to my husband, I'm like, you know, we're doing a great job. Like we need to give ourselves credit and grace because like, it is not easy, especially not right now. And so, you know, I think that's such a good message, especially since I do obviously have so many moms and parents that listen that like you, you know, you do the best you can and you put all that love into your children. And then the rest really is also for them to learn as they experience life. Yeah. And, and this is a, I have, I worked with a mother and she was just, it was so beautiful to watch her expansion and her release of the the stories that she was telling herself that she was a bad mother. And um, something that I tell all of my clients about the self-love journey, because over the course of working with me, there will be times when you'll say, oh gosh, I wish that my friend Becky would do this. I wish that my husband would do this. I want my kids to do this work. And, and the reality is, is that we get so hyper-focused on other people doing the work that we forget that the only way to change others is to change ourselves. And really, you won't even be able to change others because the other people have to be willing to do the work. So a lot of times, like, um, my my one client, Lisa, she came to me and she was like, Paul, I'm so caught up in what everyone else is doing around me. I'm, I'm looking after my kids, you know, cooking for my husband. I work a full-time job as well. And I have a team that I manage and it's so challenging to find myself in that. And I see the way I talk to myself and I witness it in my young daughter. She's mimicking the way that I look at myself in the mirror and maybe like pinch my belly and like 
shame myself for what I'm eating and she's mimicking that. And that is really the kind of the beautiful analogy of doing your own work because at the end of our time together, not only had Lisa dismantled a lot of her negative self-talk, she'd given herself permission to stop treating herself that way. And because of that, her daughter witnessed and saw that and stopped taking on all of the negative aspects that and actions that Lisa had developed over just the conditioning that she had that she wasn't good enough. So really this whole story of Lisa is to impose on you that when you do the work, others notice and want to do the work too. It, it, we can compare it to anyone who follows an influencer or even just follows you, Allie. Like, I'm sure you get messages all the time. Oh my gosh, you inspired me to, to do this or that. And like, that's just because you were showing what you were doing with your life. And it's the same when it comes to self-love. It's the same when it comes to self-acceptance and self-compassion and body positivity and whatever journey you're on. The only way that you are going to be successful is if you know that you are doing it for you first. And because of that, others will want to do it for themselves. Yes. And I, you know, it's true. I get so many messages of people saying, Oh my God, you inspire me. Or, you know, I've had so many recently, so many questions of how do you do the work or, you know, how did you come to a place of sharing of vulnerability and how do you speak so rawly on, you know, your social media and on your podcast? And I'll say to them, you know, this wasn't overnight that, you know, this, this was not something that just happened. This was something that I kind of got to, as I did the work, as like you're saying, like as I recognized how I was shaming myself, as I recognized what I was sharing that was, you know, like hurting me and how I was looking at myself in ways I shouldn't look at myself and talk to myself and all these things. And then I think that once I was able to do the work on myself, then I was able to actually express that vulnerability and actually able to say, you know, these are the things that I was upset from. These are the things I was feeling. These are the stories I was telling myself, as you were saying. And so I tried explaining that to several people who have reached out to me. And I said, look, vulnerability, it's a beautiful thing, but it's not an easy thing. And so for you, Paul, like you are just so vulnerable. And that's what I love about you. But I know that, you know, it obviously probably took you some time to get to that too. And even now, as you say, you evolve and, you know, grow. How do you feel like you, you know, continually check in with yourself to allow that vulnerability and to continue to be more vulnerable? Because I think it's easy, right? Like once you feel like you've kind of, or at least for me, when you've kind of done the work and you're like, okay, I've done the work and I see that things are changing and I feel good about this. Like, how do you push yourself to keep going in that work for you personally? That's a great question. And some days are easier than others. It's, it's really because I, because I've centered my life around self-love and self-care and, and this work, it's really important for me to walk the walk and, and practice what I preach. And some days I can't, like I, I'm only human, which I remind all of my community all of the time that I am not someone to put on a pedestal. I am someone to walk next to. And the, the real way that I continuously show up for myself over and over and over and over and over again is because I don't have any other choice. I lived my life for like the first 25 years as a people pleaser. I sacrificed myself for everyone else in my life. And I got to a very, very dark place where I would look in the mirror and not even recognize the person staring back at me. So having that experience of the first 25 years of my life, never doing what I wanted to do, really just like doing things so that I could call my parents and brag to them about the things that I thought they wanted me to accomplish. And they'd always would show up being like, yeah, that's so great. We're so proud of you. But it felt like something was missing. And now as I share, you know, my successes in my self-love coaching business and the milestones my podcast has hit and, and my social media following and all these types of things, they can see my passion in it and that's enough for them. So there's very, very different sides of a spectrum and a story 
as to where I am now and as opposed to where I was, oh gosh, 11 years ago. So I just live that life with, with dedication because there's, there's no other way. Like if I'm not feeling good in my body, I have to check in. I can't keep on going. And you and I were talking a little bit about, you know, what 2020 has brought to the table. And for me, it was really this like slow down because I, 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 um, I kind of like, like to portray the um, 2020 as like, we were all kind of like running away from our behaviors, our toxic, for lack of a better word, shit. <laughs> and, um, and when 2020 came and we, we were forced to slow down, all of our shit kind of like hit us and we got covered in that. And a lot of us have been forced to look at it while a lot of us still are unwilling to look at it and continue to get covered with more and more and buried underneath all of it. And that's just something that has been on my mind recently that we, we've been running away from so much of ourselves that we've lost ourselves completely. And the real question is why? People come to me all the time, Paul, why am I doing this? I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't, I don't, I don't. And I always love to challenge them with the question, well, how would it feel when you stop? And then they, they kind of like sit there and like, I never thought about it that way. Well, yeah, because basically by thinking about it that way, what you're doing is you're giving yourself permission to witness how you feel in your body when you would stop running and turn around and look at all of the stuff that has been haunting you, that has been driving you to do the things you really don't want to do and confront it. And that's a, that's really hard work. I mean, 2020 is the reason that I have a business still, you know, and like, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I'm grateful for that. And also it's bringing up a lot of stuff and a lot of people. Well, yeah. And I mean, you're right. And we were talking, you know, offline about how like you said the slowing down, like same for me, like I at first, you know, realized that I was trying to fight it and I was trying to figure out projects and just make go, go, go. And what else can I do? And this is weird. I'm not doing anything. And I was shaming myself for not having any work and not having any projects. And I thought to myself after a couple months, like, wow, you know, I just had my second baby girl, I'm a mom of two, my husband's home because he's working from home. Like what a gift this is that I get to like actually be present and I get to actually like check in not only with myself, but like my family and allow myself to like actually adjust and transition to being a mom of two. And I thought about like, well, what if life was just like normal? Like I would have had to just figure out how to jump into being a mom of two and had no help whatsoever and, you know, no clarity and, and no perspective on it. And then, you know, just do things as per normal. Well, just jump in, like you said, autopilot, just make it go, go, go. And I realized that too. And, and I'm so thankful as, you know, crazy as 2020 has been, I really think there's been so many lessons, like you said, and so much teaching for all of us and still to go through, to be able to move forward, you know, as a collective to say, we're not going to go back to the autopilot. We're not going to go back to, you know, not having time for ourselves, not having breathing room to do the work, to have self-love, you know, to actually prioritize the things that like actually really matter in our lives versus kind of the material noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, period. She said it. Are y'all listening? <laughs> I mean, it might drop, but it's true, right? It's like, you just, you look at, you like, I've had, I've said this to several people who have reached out to me who are like, I have such a hard time. I'm just ready for this to be over. When is it going to be over? And I'm like, look, we all have our moments. Like we all, we all feel that way. But at the same time, like if you're rushing to get out of this and rushing for 2021, first off, we all have no idea what 2021 holds. And Secondly, it's like, why are you rushing out of it? And it goes back to what you were saying before of like rushing away from everything, running away from all the toxicity, running away from confronting things for yourself, for your family, for all of these things and not wanting to deal with it. So if I just keep going and going and going, hopefully, you know, this will be gone and then I can just go back to autopilot. And I just think a lot of people are going to have a rude awakening because that's just not going to be the case. Mm-hmm. It's not. And, and really, 
for every individual who's listening to this, you know, find one thing in your life that you really want to work on right now, because that one thing is going to chase you until you are out of breath and it is going to come up in so many different ways. And, and that's really like, the, the, the big message of 2020 is that we were running, running, running. And when finally having to look in the mirror, some of us just are unwilling to because we're so far in deep. We are so deep in it. And that is a really hard, hard feeling to have that, oh, wow, you know, I got married young. And because I got married young, I had kids young. And now I have three kids and a partner that I am not really excited about at all because I haven't even lived my life. And at the same time, I'm working a job just to pay the bills. And what are the bills even for? Because this, like, we, we can get piled underneath all of this anxiety. And really, anxiety is just worrying about things we cannot control. And then because we feel like we're out of control, we try and control the things that we can. And this is where addiction comes from. This is where, you know, uh, uh, struggles with food and binging and, and, and limiting and fitness, uh, just over-exercising and a lot of these things that plague us as a humanity, you know, um, being a, an, an internet keyboard warrior, if you will, and just like fighting anyone who has a different perspective than you and shaming everyone. This is where this comes from, from the inability to take any full responsibility for what is happening in your life because you're so out of control and and you might be listening to this and being like wow paul i am feeling like really really dragged right now through the mud like could you ease a little bit and and that's not what i'm here for if you're listening to this like this is a message for you and you alone it is time to stop ignoring the stuff that keeps you up at night because it's keeping you up for a reason, whether or not it's the fact that you can't control it and you just love to obsess over it other than outside of the things that you can control. I, I can't tell you that, you know, you know what you are running from and it's time to look at those things deeply. And if you need support, you know where to find me. You have someone who can support you in me. If not me, I guarantee you there's someone in your life that you can call who can help you with this. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like put that on replay. I mean, it's <laughs> so true. And it, it, it is so, it really, I love you said that, you know, even just one thing, it's like, I don't think we realize sometimes even myself, I have to check myself and say, like, if I just focus on that one thing all the time, what would that change? And like, that reminds me of like, after I had my postpartum depression, like I focused on making meditation and journaling a huge part of my practice every single day. And for over a year, you know, that was my practice, no matter what, every single day. And I look at that person then and the person I am now, and I know that that one change made a huge difference in my life. And it was just small. But what you're saying is it's so true. Just pick one thing. Like, of course, it all looks like so much hell and so much shit, especially right now. It's like, well, this bothers me, that bothers me. I have this, this triggers me, all these things. But you're right, like take it down to one simple thing and look at what is that one thing I wanna work on. And that's the perfect segue to this, uh, Paul. Like I wanted to say to you, I've been watching you obviously on social and as a friend and we've had so many conversations, but recently what really stuck out to me that made me wanna have you know you back on my show was the fact that you really were very honest on social media about the fact that you were going to take a break and you were going to walk away from your social media because of the anxieties, because of everything going on, you needed to sign off. And I just thought not only was it beautiful that you shared that and you were so vulnerable about that, but that you were actually like loud about it and proud to say, hey, I'm stepping away. And you didn't step away just for a week. Tell, tell my audience like, what that process was like in that decision? Oh, well, you know, it was really um, a divine intervention, if you will, because I was at a very low place uh, when it comes to my business, my social media, just engagement, my following, like my why behind all of the posting. I was getting real thirsty for some likes and doing a lot of things that like, yes on the outside were very representative of my brand but on the inside did not feel good 
you know, over the summer, a lot has happened and I was received a lot of pressure from my audience to speak up about things that I knew nothing about. And it got to the point where I felt like I was just a puppet for someone else's agenda. And uh, I aligned with a lot of what I was talking about, but I didn't know enough to confidently be fully me and representative of what I was sharing. Uh, and this was like really hard for me because I'm looked at, at you know, I, I have a decent amount of followers and there were days where they were just demanding that I share more than I felt comfortable. And I didn't even acknowledge that in myself. So that was basically like the first layer. And then it's just, I started losing all these followers and I started um, receiving like just negative vibes from the Instagram community. And that didn't feel good either because yes, I know that, you know, a follower is a human most of the time and like they have their right to come and go. And also like I run my business and pay my bills from being on Instagram. That's how I find most of my clients, how I connect with most of them. And it just became so exhausting. So it really came down to a week in July. I had a program that I was about to launch and it was all about confidence. It was a five-day um, confidence masterclass, very like, just like in-depth. You go in and you, um, you can spend five days in a row with me and I was live with these people. And I posted a really vulnerable photo um, sharing about my, my body love journey. And it did better than any post that I'd ever posted. It, it, it went viral for me at least and lots of people were sharing it and talking about it. And I woke up the next morning and Instagram had taken it down, um, saying that it violated their uh, community standards. And, and this was interesting. Now, just for a little background, this photo was of me standing on the beach. Um, I was fully nude, but you couldn't see anything that you hadn't, haven't seen before on Instagram, maybe a little bit of my butt, that's it. And it was just talking about me embracing my body. And I was kind of in shock that a message about body love and acceptance from a man was taken down. And there, and if you know anything about Instagram, there's really no way to get something back up. Once they take it down, they decide that it's not. And then that kind of set this more spiral of like people messaging me being like, look at this photo I posted. It didn't get taken down. And like all of this stuff that people thought was going to be helpful, but it was just like really, really hurtful. And um, I found myself like, then asking, okay, this is happening for me, not to me, because this is like the, the real human experience and the lesson that I've learned is that everything in my life and listener, everything in your life and Allie, everything in your life is happening for you, not to you. When we victimize ourselves, that's when we give our power away. So how is this happening for me? What can I learn from this? And I learned very quickly that there was so much of me that I was censoring myself, right? I look back at this and say, Paul, how are you censoring yourself? How are you censoring yourself throughout your life? And I realized that by allowing my followers to dictate who I was and how I showed up, I was censoring a lot of my personal feelings and beliefs about a lot of things. So it was just like one thing after another led me that week to know that I had to leave to rediscover myself. So I thought that it was the thing to do just to like write, like share that I was leaving just so that people wouldn't like think that I was ignoring them if they DM'd me or anything. So I just wrote this very like short phrase, like post about how I was leaving because of the, the last few months on social have been really hard for me and I need to get back to me and be a leader in that sense. And um, it's funny because I didn't know how well it was received until I came back two months later and saw how much love and support and so many people shared it and, and were saying that I'm inspired by you. I want to do this too. So there's really like this interesting missing conversation we're having about how many people are so negatively affected by social media, but are too scared to leave. And I know I've been talking for a very long time about this, but the final thing that I want to say is that my business 
has never done better than when I was off of Instagram. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And you know, it's, it's so important for you to say that because I appreciate, you know, you going into that deep dive and sharing, you know, that, that, why that led up to that for you. And by the way, I remember that post of you and your body and sharing it as well and everything and thinking it was beautiful that you really shared, you know, yourself and your truth and your celebration within yourself. And Instagram is so funny like that because I've had posts taken down too that like barely violate guidelines and it's very interesting how they kind of pick and choose and so I could imagine in the moment how you kind of felt triggered and you kind of felt like you said like it was happening you know to you and and, and everything you know and and I love how you beautifully just put it's happening you know for you because I was actually listening to a meditation this morning that that was one of my affirmations that came up. And when I said it out loud, I thought to myself, wow, it's so true. We all look at everything in such a, this is so personal, that so personal. But it's like, when you really look within, when you really tap into yourself and your higher self, you can say like, but maybe that was to show me this, or maybe that was because I needed to have a nudge to see that. And it sounds like for you, Paul, it was like, you needed that to kind of give you that shove that you already knew you needed, like you already knew you had, but you needed that to almost be like, okay, no, enough. I need to take a break. I need to sign off in order to find like myself again, in a sense. And I appreciate your honesty with that because like I have had so many moments within my own social media where I felt like, oh, I just can't show up today or I just don't want to post or like I have no creative juices to post, but everyone's messaging me and writing me. And I've had to give myself permission to say to others that I will message me and also do the same similar situations and say, look, I understand that, you know, I'm a so-called, you know, public figure, I'm this and that, but, but I'm also just Allie and I'm just myself in my feelings, you know, in my emotions, in my, in my body and all these things. And I'm navigating this just like you are. And so if I don't show up, it's not because, you know, like I, I disagree or I do agree or whatever it is. Sometimes one, I don't necessarily always want to share it or two, I don't have the capacity to, and that's okay. And I love that you said like your business didn't even, like the best since like, you signed off because it just shows us for anyone listening and anyone that, that is in that space, that space can be very triggering. It can be very volatile in a lot of ways, as beautiful as it can be too. And it can be very pressuring and very like, you must show up or this won't happen. And you just prove like, that's not true. Yeah. And it's really important to witness and recognize that I had such a deep yearning to leave that when I left, I was so supported. Uh, and, and this is just for anyone who questions themselves or has trouble aligning with their intuition, like know that your intuition isn't there to sabotage you. It's to support you. So my intuition was telling me, Paul, you got to go, you got to go, you got to take some time away. Like it, it was, it was, it was really, really tough the week before I left. And the second I left, it was like this big weight was lifted off of me. And just to like, detail some of the ways that I was taking care of because my daily mantra and affirmation is I am safe, I am protected, I am taken care of. And I was like, I was kind of worried about my financials when I left because if I wasn't showing up on Instagram, I, I also stopped producing my podcast for those two months. So I really wasn't doing anything. I was just supporting my current clients who I was working with. And, and, but because of all of the work that I had put in before, my podcast was still getting listened and get uh, other shows that I've been on as guests. Um, we're still getting listened to and people continue to apply to work with me. And I also received like a letter from an old 401k that I totally forgot about. And they were like, Hey, we're going to be closing this out. Um, we're going to send you a check and $8,000 came to the mail for me. So I'm like, okay, if that's not me being taken care of, then I don't know what is. Wow. That's amazing. And thank you for, you know, sharing that because I think that was literally the universe saying like, here's your gift, not just here's your sign that you're like following your intuition, like you said, but like, here's your gift, like truly, thank you for doing the work you've been doing. Now you need to take this to do for yourself. And here's this so that you don't actually worry 
in the financial world of things. Because let's be real, like for any of us that, you know, make our money from content creation and social media and everything like myself, it is a scary moment to say, I'm going to take a step back. And like, am I going to be okay to do so? And, and I, you know, I love that you said, like, for you, you just knew your intuition, your gut really was screaming, like, you need to take this break. And I think that goes also like hand in hand with like, what we're talking about this kind of theme of 2020 of like the stopping the autopilot and taking a rest and looking at things and going more within it's like rest is just as productive as actual productivity and somewhere along the way we all got caught up myself included in thinking that i have to be productive 24 7 or i'm just not being productive mm -hmm. yeah i mean i've been going through that a lot right now because uh, the holiday season isn't really when people decide to invest in themselves. So I have a lot of uh, free time right now to kind of like, I've just been like sitting in front of my computer being like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? You know, like, yes, I can plan for the new year. It's just like, it doesn't, that doesn't feel right for me. So I've just been like taking a lot of baths. I've been meditating a lot, dancing a lot, riding my bike a lot and spending time with my friends and my family a lot because I don't I whenever I force something to come through it never happens and works the way that I want and desire it to yes and that's such a good message Paul because that just goes back to what we were saying the universe like the universe really will as it gave you a gift when you received that 401k check and it'll also kind of like check you in place and be like this isn't meant for you or you're forcing this and it's not going to happen and you can keep trying and trying and trying, but it's going to fight you. And I've had so many of those moments myself where I'm like, what the hell? Like, why won't it happen? Why won't it happen? It's like, because you're putting so much pressure behind it in a way. It's like, it's almost lost its actual authenticity of like that. Why of that you spoke of, of like, why do you actually want it? Now you just want it because you want it. And it's gone from this authentic place to this like thirsty feeling, which it's like, no, I'm not gonna give it to you just because you're thirsty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nope, we're not. And and that's really when people are, will say like, oh, why is this not working out for me? This is not, nothing, life is just against me. It's because you're not living the life you wanna live. Oh my God, period. yes, period. It's so, period, so true. And you know, I love that you said, you know, you're taking this time right now to like meditate and dance and just enjoy family and be present and you know and all of that because again like all of that pouring back into you is going to pour out so much more when you get crazy busy again and everything comes flooding back in it's like oh i'm so refueled i can put it all back out because i put so much into me yeah which is just Amen. beautiful you know mm -hmm. and you know and so like i i want to finish this you know, show with just some tips that you want to leave, you know, my listeners with and like your advice as far as like, if someone is, you know, listening to this today and they're like, okay, I want to try to finish 2020 strong. I want to have a new perspective. I want to dive into self-love. Obviously they can reach out to you, but if they're not ready to start that yet, and that's daunting to them, or that's not where they're ready to go yet, what would you say are some things that they can start with? And and, you know, what could they practice in their own lives to help them just at least start to see maybe that they're not giving themselves that self-love or maybe that they're truly lacking it and they don't even know it? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to give you an easy four-part strategy that you can use when you're really confronted with anything that doesn't feel good. You can also use this as you step into any new day. Like, you can wake up every day and use this strategy and I promise you won't forget it because it's so easy to remember because it's my name, the Paul strategy. Okay, so um, it's a four-part strategy that you can, you can run through and it's an, an acronym. And the P stands for presence. Okay, so if you are running into something that makes you feel uncomfortable or you're feeling that anxiety or that worry, get present with that. Witness that within yourself. Stay present in what is going on for you and you alone. And once you do that, you know, I always encourage my clients and members of my community to write things down, write down what you are present with, like get present with that. And then 
from there, A stands for accountable. So hold yourself accountable. Get super accountable with your feelings because they are yours. We have complete control over how we react to things. We might not have control as to what happens to us, but we can control how we react to things. So get accountable with what you are moving through and growing through right now. The next step, unconditional acceptance. You, unconditional acceptance. Unconditionally accept that everything is happening for you, not to you. Because when you witness that within yourself, you are going to expand in a way that you never thought possible because you then realize that all of these challenges that are coming your way are meant to support you getting to the next level. They're not meant to keep you down unless you allow them to. And then the final step is L, love. Wrap yourself up in a warm, cuddly blanket of love because we have to love our throat ourselves through the shadows to get to the light. We have to give ourselves grace. If we're not giving ourselves grace, then we're going to suffer more than we need to. Everything in your life is happening for you. It might not feel like that, but once you really embrace this and love yourself more through it, you are going to feel a sense of liberation that is unlike anything you've ever experienced before. So just to recap, P for present, get super present with where you are. A, accountable, hold yourself accountable for the feelings you are present to. U, unconditional acceptance. Unconditionally accept that you are exactly where you're meant to be. There's something you are meant to learn in this space. And L, love yourself fully for it because that, my friends, is what is going to help you move through anything you are going through in your life. Oh, so beautifully said. You have seen tears fall. I just love you and love your heart and your light. Tell us where we can find you, follow you, all that good stuff. Dance with you because I love to dance. <laughs> yeah, so as of now, I am on social media. I am um, on Instagram at Paul Fishman. So you can find me there. It's at my first name, Paul, last name, fish, like the things that swim in the sea, man like me. You can also find my website where I have a free quiz that you can take that's gonna give you the first step to take on your self-love journey. That's paulfishman.love.love. You can find out about my programs. You can apply for coaching. You can also find my podcast, The Road to Self-Love. Um, anywhere you stream um, podcasts, it's also available on YouTube. And Allie was a guest and we talked all about her postpartum journey. And I know that it was very helpful for a lot of people. So if you want to start anywhere, definitely start there. Yes, I love that. Paul, thank you so much for being here. And guys, you know, listen to his message. Love, 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 love on yourself. And cheers till next time, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired. 